1: Oh, no <laughs> oh no um shit did, did you unpause yeah but it's not gonna sync up that's okay let's just clap oh no okay. together
0: together count count <laughs> me in casey
1: Three, two one okay <laughs> <There we go.
0: laughs> and if the clap doesn't work the argument ensuing
1: <laughs> will absolutely help us sync. think it'll up. be fine if we actually end up editing this part out Or we could keep it forever. What was I looking up?
0: Uh, cross stitch. Was a
1: witch, right?
0: There was
1: cross stitch.
0: Her sister was a prince. What was her other (laughs) sister?
1: A princess. How many monies is it? Um, this one. Oh, that's a PDF download. That's not what I wanted. These are just. I think most of them are just patterns. You know, it's cheaper to make a pattern. They have a mug, yeah. they have a poster, they have a t-shirt, <laughs> they've got a tote bag. I mean,
0: I love all of that, but I feel like I There's really something want... something about the
1: cross-stitch.
0: Yeah, it's like that homey thing, like, look, I am crafty, I can decorate my home, I'm trendy. And then when people read it, they're like, oh no, you're <laughs> fucking insane, <laughs> you're actually. A
1: serial killer.
0: I just don't know what part of this is... Uh is going to yield the most results cuz came down in a bubble dog only got me four
1: came down in a bubble i'm trying her sister was a witch yeah that one's that one's working out really well that for me seems, but i'm not yeah. seeing like a full cross stitched experience you okay. might have to learn how to cross stitch if you don't already know
0: you know what no anybody listening to this that knows how to cross stitch anonymousanimorse at gmail nope (laughs) yes anonymousanimorse at gmail.com email me I'm paying you for this service yes don't gouge me that's mean but um, I am paying you fairly for sure I'm pretty sure email me
1: someone would do it
0: please I'm asking (laughs) nicely the design you? you know what up to you this is your time to shine this is your creativity but just look up that video Get the whole script. It's pretty long.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, do you want the whole script or just, like, bits and pieces? I mean, you kind of need the whole thing.
0: You need the whole thing. I need to hold on, hold on, hold on through grow up, grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever can cross-stitch, hit me up. Uh, I will absolutely respond to your email. I will pay you money. Please cross-stitch this for me. I need it. (laughs) (laughs) What a great way to start this episode! Yeah, all
1: right, we've we've sent out the bat signal, uh huh, uh huh,
0: the The,
1: the witch witch signal, signal. (laughs) fucking bubble bro signal,
0: yeah. And now, well, we've sent out the witch signal. We now expect someone to come down in a bubble, yes, and cross cross stitch in (laughs) the
1: Oh, speaking of being right, oh, we were right.
0: What were we uh, right about?
1: About a certain character being a piece of shit.
0: Oh boy, I want to say boy. that it felt good to be right, but I was so mad that I didn't even didn't even register. I okay, slight spoilers, but it's all going to happen in this episode, obviously. Yes. At one point in my notes, I wrote that something like he was full of shit or that motherfucker or bullshit yeah, right before it all went down and i was like and i wrote it and i was like i hope this doesn't bite me in the ass like i hope he doesn't turn out to be like cool and i've spent this whole time cussing him out including formally in my saved notes that i have for forever
1: but we were right <laughs> we
0: were correct so
1: i mean <laughs> there's no way we weren't right like <laughs> From the beginning, Bix was like, I don't trust this motherfucker. There's something about this dude that seems off. Like, I, Yeah, and like,
0: when you travel for days with somebody and they catch you staring at them creepily multiple fucking times. So icky.
1: So gross. Don't do that. Don't. fucking creep creepazoid. Right. Right. Ugh. I was... I mean, if, if he had turned out to be good, I would have been so mad. I would have been like, Applegate, why?
0: I, well, first of all, I would have been blindsided. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of would have been cool. But oh, my God. Yeah. No, this dude was evil from the start. Fucking hate him. Don't like him. <laughs> Don't want him here.
1: There's a part. Oh, maybe I shouldn't spoil it yet. No,
0: go for it. Fuck it.
1: Well, there's, there's a part where Bix is like, I cried for Kara, I cried for Tom, I cried for Gambler. I did not cry for Luca. And I was like, yes! I laughed I, so hard.
0: I laughed like, very hard at that. This is
1: such a sad moment. She's like, I didn't cry for Luca, though. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I, love that. I was like, this is how you know. Yeah. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, this is how you know. But it's like, not even one of those like, well, you know... He only, of oh God, I feel like I'm going into David Apologist territory right now, but it's like, mm-hmm. you can't even argue like, well, you know, if things hadn't turned out this way for him, he would have, you know, he deserved to like have his parents, blah, blah, blah. It's just that shit went so bad for him. No, guys, this guy could have chosen to be a good guy yet again and yeah. still fuck this guy.
1: He could have had an arc where he defied his family's treacherous history. Right, but he didn't. He just was like, yep, I'm going to do bad.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm going to get my family to the top, no matter what it takes. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you, though. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. And I mean, I guess from learned history, it makes sense. Because, like, his family betrayed the other families that were fighting the war. And... Therefore, he was in the good graces while everybody else suffered and went to... No- so, like, he didn't learn, like, oh, treachery is bad because blah, blah, blah. Because he's not one of the families got- that got burned by it. But that yeah. doesn't mean you have to be a jackass. And if you haven't inferred from this conversation yet, we're talking about Luca. He's the we fucking We are talking about worst. Luca.
1: He's the fucking worst. I and we knew Luka. it and we're still mad at him.
0: <laughs> I I honestly like when when Luca pulled his bullshit, I thought back to that moment where I thought that Kara had a crush on him, like when oh they my. were hiding out in the tower together, and I got mad. Mm. It's like, "Kara, how dare you?" Like <laughs> uh, I don't I don't even know why I got so mad. I it was like mad on her behalf, but also at her. And she, it was never confirmed she had a crush on him. No. It's just so upsetting. It's just so upsetting.
1: I mean, she had way more chemistry with Gambit, I thought. but you know. Yes, she did!
0: <laughs> I was wondering when we could finally start talking about Gambit again.
1: Dude, he hasn't shown up yet. Where is he?
0: Where is this boy? Please come back.
1: Come back. We got rid of one boy who was bad. We need a good boy.
0: We need a great boy. I swear to you, I will tweet at Applegate if he does not come back in this series. Like, the dude had five fucking lines and I am taken with him.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, I trust. I trust her. I trust that he'll be back. He'll be back in a big way. It'll be the best thing ever. But yeah, there is that lingering doubt of like, what if we don't see?
0: i'm so scared we're not gonna see him again
1: i i definitely expected him to show up by now like we're <laughs> like we've got what like 50 pages left of this book
0: yeah but like okay we have to have more than 50 we have to have like close to 100 left like okay, 90 3,
1: something 321 to yeah, ivan mean, 381 so fifty pages, exactly.
0: Fuck! What? Oh, it's only fifty. I feel like this section was like a hundred and ten.
1: Well, this section, yeah, this section was huge.
0: This section was enormous. And so much happened. So much. Oh so much. But like, where would they? Not like okay, he, yes, oh. predictions, but not where would they run into him though? <gasps> Casey, Casey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What?
0: Okay, what if they're on the road and he sees them being tailed by the white soldiers and he comes and helps them fucking destroy the pale guard, sorry, not the white oh. soldiers, the pale guard.
1: The and white he's hand
0: of Sauron. <laughs> well, that's what I felt like the whole time. I was always like, ah, <laughs> oh, yes, the gods of Sauron." I think I wrote the white guards like multiple times, so I was always like the white hand of Sauron, the wrote white so many claw, goddamn
1: Lord of the Rings references. <laughs> so many. So anyway. Many. Yes. Yeah, he could do that. Alex. Yes. So you know how there were three families? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Casey. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Immediately. Immediately, yes. <laughs> oh,
0: shit. That would be amazing. <laughs> I so hope that's true. Oh, my God. That would be... Oh, that would be so
1: good. I don't remember what happened to the other family. I think they were, like, lost or something. But maybe he's, like, the lost.
0: Yeah, he's... Well, it's, like, because Kara was lost, too. So she's, like... Uh-huh. She's the Aragorn, right? So she's, like, the good yeah. ranger rise back to royalty he's like the like thievery king like causes a little bit of trouble bad boy of like the royal family but it's because they had to grow up in two different things so like caro was able to become like a ranger but he had to steal his way yeah. through all of this but also like he understands how wealth comes and goes that's why he wasn't worried about losing his sword and a bet like oh this is great.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I so hope this happens. I just, I
1: need it.
0: I, I want it so bad. And like, I trust Applegate implicitly anything that she and Michael put on paper. I will thoroughly enjoy, but I really hope that that's what happens.
1: Like, I imagine he'll come back at like the end of the book in like the final hour <gasps> and then he'll join the party and that he'll be around for <gasps> at least the second book.
0: uh, The beacons are lit. Gondor calls for aid. He comes to the rescue. He is part Rohan. That's why he (laughs) stole the horse.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. It's
0: gonna happen.
1: I need it to
0: happen.
1: (laughs) Shit, man.
0: I've never, ever in the entire time we've been doing this, wanted Applegate to listen to an episode. Even though she said she would, I was always like, oh God, I say so much dumb shit. I fucking want her to listen to everything we just said so bad and just laugh at how fucking wrong we are. <laughs> I want her to tweet at us being like, you guys are enthusiastic but incorrect.
1: <laughs> She's just cackling evilly in her office. She
0: is. none of that's going to happen. Ha ha ha. Foolish fools! Petting her dog that she wrote after Bix. Like, ha 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 Idiots!
1: <laughs> Michael, come in here, see what these dummies are saying.
0: <laughs> and then he'll be like, they, they sound vaguely familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I talk to them once? Oh yes, they were idiots. <laughs> oh no! I showed them the cat that hates me. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, uh, crying. I'm I'm drinking. I am, too. <laughs> wow. <sighs> oh, man. God, what a powerful part of the book, though.
0: I loved it. And for me, this was like... Uh, this was such a... Okay, I don't I'm not even I didn't I didn't prepare my speech before I started in on this, but it was that beautiful mix of like finally they're like traveling and seeing things and going through the country and like going on that Lord of the Rings adventure where they Mm -hmm. like just travel. But then like Bix goes through so many arcs where she's just like gaining skill after skill after skill and like confidence in herself and then Tobble's fucking arc. Oh, my
1: God.
0: Tobble. Oh, my
1: God. The oh my MV God, fucking P. Oh, my God. Tobble. Came out of nowhere. The fucking wild card. Started from the bottom. Now he's here. He is here. Tobble. Fucking. He's like, he's like the berserker of the group. He is! He's a berserker. And, like, it just,
0: like, he's been warning us the whole time, and no yeah. one, including us, took him seriously. Right! We were wrong.
1: We were so wrong!
0: We were so wrong. Holy shit. And then Gambler, just getting goofier by the day. Fucking I love that. Love
1: him. Oh my god. I just love them all, except Luca so Luca's much. Luca's the worst, but everybody else is great. Fucking Valino showed up. Valino.
0: Oh my, Valino showed up like three fucking
1: times. Oh my god. He is I just amazing. I love that he's a character. Mm-hmm. I just love, like, I know we talked about this in like the first episode, but I love that he's a character. He's not just a horse. Like, he is... He is Bellino.
0: He is a character, but at the same time, he is very much like he's not just a horse, but he is a horse. He's not like a magical fucking mind reading, perfectly behaved horse. I love everything about him.
1: Ugh. It's perfect. <sighs> and fucking Kara is such a fucking badass mm-hmm. who has given me like Rachel vibes at times. Oh, it's like, right.
0: Oh. Right. She, oh my
1: god. And I love the scene where she's teaching Bex how to fight. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I,
0: oh ah, yes. <sighs> I love that scene so fucking much. Kara <clears throat> is amazing. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Like, she's, what, 15, 14, 15? 15, like, you just. She's a baby. She's a baby. And she's got, like, the whole world on her shoulders. And she's seen so much shit. And God, she's just. An icon and a queen.
0: Yes. Agreed. 100% agreed.
1: I just I Little fellowship.
0: Oh my god. And because I read this over the course of several days, because it was such a long part, Rorid?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Roared man. Rorid head crusher.
0: Rorid head crusher. Crusher
1: of heads fuck <laughs> oh my god i can't wait to see more of the Raptidons. like mm-hmm. oh my god
0: mm-hmm. like i for sure after parts one two and three thought like the Raptodons were gonna be kind of like just there like kind of mm-hmm. like the natides have been so far yeah but, like, the raptodons taking on, like, their own kingdom and getting that part of that lore? Mm-hmm. Fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, the only bummer is that Luca wasn't killed off in one of those battles so that we didn't oh have to gosh. fucking deal with him anymore.
1: Well, he'll die in prison, probably. Hopefully. That's the now, dream. He'll probably be back, actually. He'll probably, like, be back for the... And then Gambit
0: kills him.
1: Oh! The ultimate.
0: Shouldn't Kara get to kill him, though? I mean, probably. But, you know, I just... I feel like Kara's done so much killing already. Oh my god. There's a lot of fucking killing in these books.
1: More than I expected, yeah. Um, Oh god, I'm so glad she didn't tell him about the sword, though. Ugh. I'm just... I'm so gut Certainly. instinct trust mm. your gut i mean trust
0: he's still gut. we suspect he knows
1: right yeah what a action-packed part
0: they're okay when you say action-packed like this isn't like oh we're using buzzwords that are common in the lexicon to like get you guys into it i mean legitimately there's F- fucking negotiations with other species. There's a whole mm-hmm. Lion King herd stampede scene. Right? There's multiple fights. There's imprisonment. There's meeting the king. There's a new city. Si- like, this is action fucking packed.
1: There's political intrigue.
0: Political. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so bad at, like, summarizing conversations. I did not do those parts justice. But, yes, there's... There's a whole fucking political trap that happens.
1: There is a trap. There's oh, a my trap. God. It's, <gasps> yeah. Yeah, this, oh, man. It was, ah, I love this book so much, and we're not even done with it.
0: I know. I, I fucking, I love this so much. This was, I keep saying this, I think, every part we read, but this was my favorite part.
1: <laughs> <sighs> but it's but a I feel fan like I say that every so time. so bad. Do Maybe it. we I'll do some fan art. I'll try something.
0: Gotta draw a Tobble at least.
1: I know, glorious king,
0: glorious glorious king. Oh. Beautiful bouncing boy.
1: Scott was like, "What the fuck is Tobble?" And you're like, "He's a wabik." <laughs> He's like, "That tells me nothing."
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, what do you want me to say? He's a wabik. Fucking get on my level, Scott. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. All right. Yes. Let's summarize this masterpiece.
0: Oh, please add so much because nothing I say does it justice. Okay. Please. Okay. So we start with our crew traveling and Bix just feels this immense sense of wonder. Like the first time she stepped into the library of Ferrucci's as they traveled across the land. They're taking in all of these new sites and things and everything is just so intense um, Luca gifts Bix a small journal and a pen and some ink to document as they go. And Bix writes so much that she actually runs out of ink. And so she and Tobble have to find like berries and crush up new ink. It's amazing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a lot. That was bad. Anyways. Yeah. So they're sticking to the schedule where they're traveling throughout the night and sleeping throughout the day. And so Everybody except for Bix and Gambler are like, this sucks. And Bix and Gambler are like, you weaklings. <laughs> um, Bix, because she's used to it, and Gambler, because he's nocturnal. But, anyways, um, they're picking their way across the land and they're going way out of their way to avoid the Merdano men. Like, they're going around places and through trails that are really difficult and, like, just all over the place. So it kind of comes as a surprise when one day Kara returns from scouting covered in blood
1: with mm-hmm. a brand
0: new sword and a knife and some shoes for Luca because his shoes were wearing out and Luca's a little bitch.
1: <laughs> this is straight up the scene from Mad Max Fury Road where he like oh goes off into the mist to like kill his guys. He comes back with all these like supplies and a new shoe for Nux. Aww. <laughs> like, that's all the vibes I was getting. but yeah Uh, luca's poor little little baby shoes
0: poor little baby feet fucking
1: bitch luca (laughs)
0: anyways (laughs) so uh in their travels there's one day that Kara comes to them and says bix luca follow me and tobble's like what about me i'm coming and like Kara's basically like, yeah, right, of course. You too, Tobble, You come with. And Gambler's just like, good luck. Goodbye.
1: And
0: <laughs> I'm going to take a nap because I'm a cat. I'm going gonna,
1: I'm gonna to take a nap. Goodbye. <laughs> <love you>. um, <laughs> he's the bus.
0: Kara leads them into this clearing, and then she says, okay, I'm going to teach you guys some basic fighting skills because you are a liability at this point. And she starts with Luca, which Bix is very relieved about, which I totally got, that anxiety of going first. I get it. I'm there with you. (laughs) And Carl's like, yeah, right, relatable, completely relatable. Um, Carl's like, okay, like, you're pretty tall. We'll use your height to your advantage. Take this sword. I'll show you a few different strikes. And um, she shows him, like, this jabbing maneuver because her whole plan is that you have... Enough time to try and kill somebody and you're aiming to kill. So she teaches him a few like jabbing maneuvers and she goes, Okay, he practice with me. It. He sucks at it, but like he's also holding back and like after a few tries, he's like, I just don't wanna hurt you and Carla's like <laughs> <laughs> She laughs at <laughs> his
1: fucking face and says, it face
0: fucking face she's like try to hit me and she basically just becomes this like sword master just destroys luca dodges like doesn't even try to dodge is just not even in the way of any blow that he tries to land like (laughs) just she's amazing like bix is like it was insane she was incredible she danced effortlessly away from everything she like literally every time luca would like throw his whole person into an attempt she would just like tip his sword down like yeah try again next time motherfucker Motherfucker. she's incredible she's incredible the best yeah and she like then she drops this awesome line like Murdano soldiers train from early teens then they train for years i have been training since i was three it's like oh shit damn but then comes comes bix's turn and the mockery stops a little bit Uh, so Kara gives Bix the knife because that is more to Bix's size. And she just spent some time like really like observing and being like, what's the best thing I can teach you to try and live through one of these attacks based on your height? Because Bix comes up to like a man's chest. So she's like, I know what to do. So she, she teaches. I thought
1: she was smaller than that. That's
0: that's what she said. She said, your head is like at a man's chest height. So really? I gotta figure out what to do with you. That's that's what the book said.
1: I thought she oh man, I thought she was shorter than that. Like her, I keep like thinking Bix is like a hobbit though. So I keep thinking she's like I don't know. Like,
0: <laughs> I can only report what the book 40. says. Yeah, yeah I yeah, okay I can't argue.
1: <laughs> Sorry, that's my own my own bad.
0: No, that's fine. That's fine. It's just yeah, just just reporting. Just reporting the news. <laughs> this is the morning report. <laughs> um. Anyways, um, so she starts to teach Bix this move where basically she's like, take this knife, do a dive, like do a somersault, but as you go through the person's leg, just cut the shit out of their femoral artery. Fuck and-
1: yeah! Right! <laughs> like, like when Eowyn took out the Oliphants mm-hmm. in, in Return of the King.
0: Yes, exactly like that, except and- humans.
1: And this whole thing reminds me of the scene where Boromir's teaching Merry and Pippin how to sword.
0: And then they all end up in like a pile. He a, attend, they pile. a little tickle fight. Oh, he uh. was so cool before his betrayal and death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for Lord of the Rings, I guess. <laughs> Much like Luca, he also did a betrayal.
0: Yeah, okay. No. We're not. No. Okay,
1: true. Yeah, different circumstances. Boromir did a betrayal. Apples and oranges.
0: Then Boromir saw the loves of his life, Merry and Pippin, and was like, "I will take 30 fucking arrows for you and keep fighting for these hobbits. I did a fuck up. I'm here to redeem I, myself.
1: I have so much regret cuz I like I hated Boromir when I was a teen, and now I just appreciate him so much more. Like
0: Like, he's not the best, but, like, I get it, and I'm glad that he redeemed himself.
1: He was corrupted by the ring, and... Yes. You know, I don't know.
0: Like, Boromir is all of us. Like, none of us are, like, Aragorn or Sam or anybody. Like, we don't have any resistance to ring power. We are the humans that are the nine mortal men doomed to die. We are all the mortal men doomed to die. Yeah. So, like... We want to be mad at Boromir, but the truth was he was just a dude that was with all of these superior beings. He's just a dude. He's us.
1: He's, He's a the dude. dude. He's got a lot of pressure to save, save Minas Tirith.
0: Right. His well, that was the whole a whole thing. Dick. His dad's a dick, and his dad sent him on the mission to get the ring. That was his whole arc. He betrayed not only his dad in his mind, but his whole kingdom because of Marion Pippin, and like. I can appreciate that so much more than what they explain in the books, or sorry, in the movies, which was nothing. <laughs> sorry, I don't know how we got here. I kind of blacked out. Now we're talking about <laughs> Wormer.
1: <laughs> I do hate Denethor, though. Do not. Denethor is a
0: dick wad. No matter how you slice fucking it, fucking dick. Fucking trying to hurry curry himself and his not dead son. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> god <laughs> anyway like all you have to do is watch the scene of him eating the grape tomatoes while oh pippin my. sings
1: and all that his son rides to his death like yeah oh. that's like oh man
0: That's oh my god his son shit. that he never loved with the inferiority complex that grew who, up
1: only with boromir's love yeah who he told to his face that he wished faramir had died instead of boromir like what the fuck, fuck worst you. dad ever
0: Worst dude ever, all across the board. Horrible dad. Horrible dad. Like, honestly, Denethor is not one of the main villains of the story, but, like, he's right up there. He's
1: right up there. God. Fuck that guy. Fuck that We need to rewatch the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we do. Anytime.
0: Oh, we should. We should set up a day and do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oof. Anyways. Anyway, Bix
1: slice <laughs> the artery, kill the
0: man. Bix killed a man. No, Bix <laughs> tried, and Kara's like, after a few times, Kara's like, okay, let's call it a day. And Tobble's like, well, what can I do? Teach me. And Kara's like, honestly, the idea of you attacking a man is enough to fuck up shit. And Lucas starts mocking him, like, what's the Wabbit going to do? That's so stupid. And both Kara and Bix were like, Excuse you, Tobble went after a giant snake on Bix's behalf? I don't think you've done anything half as heroic in your entire fucking life. Like, fuck you.
1: Yeah. Um, for sure. The biggest, goodest boy. Yes. He's gonna say something about balls, but I won't. It's a kid's podcast. <laughs> is it? No. <laughs> uh. For kids! <laughs> <laughs> He's the goodest boy! Anyway.
0: Anyways, Shut up, uh, yes. Shut up, Luca. No one likes you. And then <laughs> Tabl again warns Luca, don't anger Wabik. And Kara basically just leaves them all with, like, just so you know, the only safe soldier is a dead soldier. So don't maim. Don't try to hurt him. You just gotta kill him and move on.
1: Dude! Oh, man. Right. Between that and like the whole like coming back with covered in all the blood and and like she wouldn't tell them like what happened, that was getting like mm-hmm. Rachel killed David vibes.
0: Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, that's so badass. I don't know. This is amazing. Kara's oh. an amazing character. Like, I feel like I really underappreciated her because Bix. Didn't, didn't like trust her. her. Yeah. Right. So I feel like I really was like sleeping on this character, but she's amazing. She's oh, so powerful. So powerful. So and proficient. absolutely. Okay. So here's one thing I love about her arc. This would probably make more sense to talk about at the end, but I'm thinking about it now. So I'm just going to go for it. Her entire arc was that she, so far, thus far, we're only mm-hmm. in part five of book one. We have two more books to go in another part in this book. But she went to go sell Bix thinking, this is what I have to do for my family. This is what I have to do. Like, she has to be, like, by the end of this part, like, just understanding where Luca's coming from so hard. But she's the one that made the right choice and the good choice. And she saw what the consequences of her actions were. And so she rose above and became the good person. And Luca's her fucking foil of mm. the person that presented with the same choices that yeah. fucks up and did the shitty thing. Yeah. Fucking Luca. Fucking Luca. He's I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. At least this time. Oh, my God. I don't have a good friend named Luca that will listen to this podcast. And <laughs> I feel like you're attacking
1: me. <laughs> I'm just now I'm wondering, like, what if Luca gets like a redemption arc a la No,
0: no, I'll hate him no matter what. I don't care if he becomes the main character of this book and saves everybody. I will fucking hate him forever.
1: <laughs> He's crossed the threshold.
0: Is he no is. return. <laughs> There's no redemption from this place. Oy.
1: Okay. Oh, oh, man.
0: Okay. Sorry. Let's talk about some aesthetics. Okay. Because that's that's what this chapter is about for the first half. It's about the aesthetic of the world that we're in. And we have, like, gone into this, like, African migration thing. Like, they're just traveling the land, going across this landscape, and all of a sudden they start coming across these rivers, crisscrossing, and we find out that this is this whole spring rain thing, which triggers this insane migration of these creatures called garleans or derby, depending on if you're from the north or the south. We continue to refer to them as Garleans, but I like Derby better, so I kept calling them Derby, and then finally I switched later, so whatever. Um, Anyways, they're these six-legged, long-necked creatures with this blood-red fur, and these long, long, long necks, long, long, long tails of golden fur, and these giant cream-colored antlers coming out of the top of their head. Basically the most majestic fucking things you could ever imagine. Dude. I want um, to draw this so bad.
1: Yeah. Join my fan art brigade.
0: Okay, I will.
1: <laughs> the
0: f- f- fan art, which ever since a very part of musical, I always wanted to call fart because that's what they shortened fan art to. Oh, no. <laughs> they had fart Fridays, which was just fan art Fridays. Anyways, not the point. This whole thing is happening and we find out that all of these creatures travel in this super herd as the rains come in before they break off into these smaller herds as they go north. And then we get this whole, like, or sorry, this, they go south. Then we find out about these creatures that come north, which include the, the butter bats that came earlier and a few other things. Like literally we just get like aesthetics of where they are right now. And it's great. Circle of life. It's, it's legitimately written like the opening of Lion King. It is. Um, And then it, like, cuts to a Gambler getting very excited because he's like, oh, fuck, I can hunt those things. This is the
1: best.
0: And, like, as they're traveling, like, Gambler just keeps going as far to the side of their path closest to the migration pattern as they can. (laughs) He's like, maybe one will come this way and I can just kind of get it. and Mm -hmm. It'll be fine. Get some real food. Get some real food. And Bix has this very conflicted, like, don't really want it to die but like i feel like tobble and i would be much more comfortable if gambler were fed (laughs) which was very funny to me like i don't know why that struck me as so funny but
1: i laughed he's not gonna eat you probably not but there's no
0: guarantees piss him off one day you never know you never know (laughs) you keep Um, So then as they're traveling, anyways, as they're traveling, they see more and more Raptodons flying over them. And they're like, they're firmly in Raptodon territory right now. But uh, Kara's kind of explaining like, well, the land isn't theirs. Like it's only a problem if we go into the rookeries or places that they've taken. Like traveling through here shouldn't be a problem. Uh, And they're like, well, it doesn't, except for the fact that some of these guys could be spies. And there's a lot of conjecture about like, most of them are too proud to ever be spies for the Murdano, but, like, some of them can be bought. So just always know that you're being watched, and it might not be by friendly eyes. Hooray!
1: Yay! Comforting!
0: Comforting! So one day, as they're resting... Um, Bix, Gambler, and Valino all catch this scent at the same time. And they're like, it's people and horses. And Kara's like, okay, I'll try and figure out what it is. So she tries to scout ahead. She can't see anything. So she calls to Bix. She says, come with me. She drops her sword. And Bix turns to Gambler and is like, are you coming? Because she wants firepower, basically. And Gambler's like, oh, no. I may have eaten a few raptadons in my day. And <laughs> <love musical> <laughs> it was my favorite because he was just like, I may have accidentally eating a couple. And Bix is like, the word accidentally in couple is jumping out at me right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay. Like four or 10 or 70. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. He just kept with no prompting. He just kept upping the numbers. <laughs> Two, three, 30, 35 40 60 all of them. <laughs> I've eaten so many. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Anyways, after this exchange, Bix drops her sword, runs after Kara, and then uh Kara kind of stops at this point. She turns around. She's like, "Tombo, come on, you got to come with us too." And what? Kara turns to <laughs> I love this so much. Um Kara turns to to Bix and winks and Bix is like Are you are you having a stroke? What's (laughs) happening with your face? And then she's like, "No, I know this one." And it turns out that she had found out, like, through some Darren explanation of humans that that's what it meant when you have some sort of like secret or thing between you. And she's like, "I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, whatever." Um, So they head off, and Kara's like there's no need to hide because bix is kind of like should i be a dog should i be a, a darren like what should i do here and cara's like don't even bother hiding the Raptodons have prolific eyesight they already know about the crumb on your mouth which she then brushes away quickly <laughs> and um they didn't go much further before six Raptodons land in front of them and says why are you trespassing in a rookery and Kara just kind of shows her palms and says we Come unarmed. We just have questions, and so the
1: raptodons
0: invited them in.
1: And Yay. now we
0: meet the best raptodon of all time.
1: He's a big boy.
0: He's a huge boy. Big bird. A huge boy. Bigger than Kesha. Barely. <laughs> a little bit bigger. Slightly. A little bit. Slightly. 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 Oh
1: my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Also, this was very cool. I got very excited by this chapter. Probably not for reasons that I should have. But they get... They <laughs> are led into the rookery. And they pass all of these different types of nests. And, like, some of them are made with, like, mud and sticks. Some of them are made with gold and silver. Okay.
1: Fucking bougie. Right?
0: Bougie fucking bird. bougie as fuck. And then they mentioned, like, they have piles of organized meats everywhere. So, like, mice are in a pile, weasels are in a pile, so on. And there's some kestrels feasting on these weasels. And I just, like, I in my mind, this opened up everything. Because in my mind, like, raptodons were the species. And there was, like, there was different sort of species of Raptodons that we were supposed to infer that, like, this one was a falcon. This one was an eagle. Yeah. Yeah. but like they straight up laid out like there's kestrels there's golden eagles there's vultures there's like all sorts of different Raptodonts. and so in my head it started like doing this whole thing where i was like well which ones are like the mud nest ones which ones are the gold and silver nest ones and what is this and does this have different things and, is there different? and so i basically went on this journey at this point Oh, uh, and it yeah. was very cool i got very excited about it
1: Are they all, like, are they all, so they're all raptor-based? Because, like, I feel like mud nesting would be, like, like a swallow or something.
0: Right, you'd think that, but they are all raptor-based because they're the raptidons and every one of them was a raptor. Right. But, like, some raptors take over existing nests, so, like, was this a thing? Like, there's so many questions here. Got very excited about all of this. Yay! (sighs) Oh! Tobble was not very excited about seeing them eat weasels that were his size. His no. body size. <laughs> so eventually they were led to this really large tea post where there's this giant raptadon that lands with disinterest and disdain for them. <laughs> Fucking loved it. This is Rorid Headcrusher. And let me tell you how I remembered Rorid. Because his name is just Horrid, but with an R. <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, So he has these pale yellow eyes that observes them. He's this tawny color. His wings, which he stretches out immediately to intimidate them, and it works, are almost 30 feet from tip to tip. That's big. So big. And then he's like, so what are you here for? And Kara's like, I want information. I want to know about these oncoming humans. We can't see them. You guys have great eyesight, blah, blah, blah. And Rorid's like, I'm not giving you anything for free, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And Kara's like, I don't know, like, what you want, so let me tell you the story of Bix. And Rorid immediately stops her and is like, hold up. And looks at Bix and is like, hey, are you going to hold up the role of the Darren in these conversations or what? And Bix Mm -hmm. is like, excuse me, what now? (laughs) Because, like, Bix doesn't know what any of this means. Because Rorid is ancient. So Rorid has dealt with the Darren before. Right. And um, then Bix catches up. And she's like, oh, you want me to vouch for the truth of these statements? Got it. Not No problem. On it. So Kara's like, so anyways, one day I met up with Bix in the woods. We were great friends. And Bix is like, hold up, Kara. That's a fucking lie. Try again. Kara <laughs> looks pissed, but is like, all right, okay. I'll tell you the real story. So I almost hunted down Bix and then I took her and I was going to sell her to Eractic or or to uh, Ferrucci and then like blah, 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 so on, so forth. The whole story basically up until the point where they were hiding out in the attic part. And then Bix takes over telling a story. And as Bix is saying like, oh, I launched out of there and I almost like, took out a on the podium, knocked her over. birds <laughs> loses his fucking mind. He is laughing so hard. And it's like this terrible, wheezing, awful sound. He's dying. And he literally stops Bix. He's like, hold up. Wait, stop. And he calls down his buddies and is like, all right, start again. <laughs> oh, so they all think this is the best story they've ever heard. They're all dying. Bix is like, I. it's extremely unsettling to have all of these large raptors laughing in my face. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways, it's great. So this whole thing, Rorid laughs hard, loses his shit. It's all great. So he's like, OK, that story was fantastic. We will give you information. And don't ever let anybody tell you that the raptides don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> And Bix didn't say anything, but in her head, she's like, I I just don't think that story was particularly funny. I don't think your sense of humor is good at all, (laughs) but okay. I love this. It's so good. So, uh, Rorid sends up this golden eagle who reports back that there's 24 soldiers all on strong horses. There's six spare soldiers. There's 12 mules carrying supplies, six dogs... All of the soldiers were armed with swords and crossbows and were painted with the blue eye insignia of the seer. They were led by a fire knight. I wrote a knight of fire. I feel like I switch that up constantly. And Kara's like, a knight of fire! And Bix is like, what the fuck does that mean? And Rory just launches into this whole like, I'm old. (laughs) 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 He just switches (laughs) tactics. (laughs) I am ancient. <laughs> he basically just like switches entirely, entirely <laughs> from losing his shit to like, I'm old, I've seen everything, I'm I've seen, seen
1: everything. Cover up old toes.
0: Oh God, <laughs> cover up grandma's toes. <laughs> no, we can't keep doing this.
1: That's oh all no, old people for me now.
0: Good. That's that is what old people are. <laughs> Come and Grandma's toe. Okay, no, enough. Enough. (laughs) Enough.
1: Grandma Mac will not come here.
0: (laughs) Grandma Mac is not welcome in this book. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) So Rorid is like, I've seen a lot of shit go down. I've seen humans come and go. I've seen the Darren, I've seen them die off. And he's like, and I am no fucking fool. I've seen the Filovits and what's been happening to them too. And so he goes through this whole thing like, Humans are my enemies, but enemies of my enemies are my allies. So I guess you guys are my
1: allies.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. And then he just goes quiet for like a super long time. And Kara's like looking anxiously at Bix and then behind them, like clearly wanting to be like, we got to go. We got to go. These guys are closing in on us. And this is the worst case scenario. And finally, Rorid passes his judgment. He goes, clearly we are against the same enemy. You will be my allies against the Murdano. Good day. Go and go fast. And so they get the fuck out of there.
1: Thanks for sitting there for a very long time and then being like, okay, go, hurry up.
0: This is absolutely like a tree beard moment. Oh. Where it's my like, God. hurry! We need help. And he's like, hmm. <laughs> I've just finished saying God. hello. <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. I'm <laughs> ancient. I've lost all the woman on
1: <laughs> Where did you put them? The raptor wives.
0: The raptor wives are gone.
1: We cannot find <laughs> <ride> them. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, this oh next part God. is crazy, though.
0: Oh, ah! okay, let me take a drink.
1: Take a drink. Take a drink. got a drink up for this crazy scene.
0: Yes. Okay. This cuts to a cold open of running. Literally just running as fast as they possibly can. And they see the night of fire and the army behind them, and they are gaining on them. Gambler is running and running, but he grows tired really quickly because he was just meant for sprinting. Luca is not prepared for this because he is a fat, slovenly scholar and a dough boy and nobody likes him. Oh, no. <laughs> Tobble was riding Valino and friendship forever. Valino and Tobble doing stuff together. <laughs> this. Uh, Kara and Bix were able to keep running for a while. But it's just not enough because all of these soldiers are on horses and the knight is on this huge war horse with this silver armor, like just this buff ass boy coming
1: after them. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. I did like how Catherine was like listing out everyone's like running styles about how, how like gambler was really fast but he slowed easily and like bix wasn't very fast but they had stamina i just i love how much thought she put into each like race and it felt like an rpg where she was listing out like stats and proficiencies so like
0: we could legitimately build a game on this yeah yeah i love that so much and i like i'm i was just so impressed throughout this whole thing how this went from like world building to these action scenes to these political intrigue scenes like Mm -hmm. she just switches so easily and so effortlessly between all of these things it's amazing
1: It is
0: like fuck anybody who doesn't think that these guys are great writers they're fucking amazing writers
1: they're the best around
0: honestly honestly like i i know that like We've had conversations where Michael is like, we're not, like, we don't even really have high school degrees. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we we don't know all of this writing shit. But, like, it doesn't technically matter to me if you can do something like this that gets me excited and engaged mm-hmm. and so into it. I don't give a shit how technically proficient you are.
1: Yeah. Uh you don't need school.
0: <laughs> Quit your schooling, kids. Don't go to Podcast school. Podcaster kids, don't go to school. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> uh, follow your dreams, don't go to school.
1: <laughs> okay, big, scary, night of fire, big warhorse, everything's bad.
0: Yes, chasing them down. It's terrifying. Uh, there's a raptide following them as well. They don't know if it's friend or foe and Bix is kind of trying to ask like, where are we going? Where are we running to? But of course, like it's just coming out in gasps and nobody can really answer. And then it kind of occurs to, to Bix that they're running towards Via Gatto, which is where all of the migrating animals were. And Bix tries again to ask a question, why is it called a fire night? And It's just not working out. Nobody can really answer, but Kara kind of gets out. Just pray to your gods that you don't find out. So Bix looks back and can see the individual faces now, all except the Fire Knight whose face is covered by his armor. They finally reach the edge of this precipice where down below is the valley that holds all of the migrating animals, and Bix is blown away. There's so many of them. There's this herd of dervies with their blood red fur and their golden tails. And then there's other creatures mixed in too. I only wrote about one, which was a blue striped deer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But there's so many hundreds of thousands of them that Bix is entirely overwhelmed. But then she realizes in the same moment, oh fuck, all of those animals are way too far away. We are not going to reach the herd before these knights get to us. And Kara just turns and gets Tobble off of Velino, And she says, keep running. I'm going to slow down the night. And Gambler says, no, that's a good job for me. That's not a good job for you. And I'm the only one that stands a chance here. And Kara's is like torn. She freezes. Like, she's like, okay, so technically you're right. But I'm, I should be protecting you all because I'm the leader here. And Gambler says, go. You have to go. And so she does turn. He disappears entirely into the grass. And they keep running. And as the knight passes where Gambler disappears, he just explodes out of the grass, hits him full on in the side, knocks him off his horse. The knight's trying to draw his sword, but Gambler's on top of him, clawing and slashing and fighting. And finally, Gambler leaps off and starts to run. But that's when the knight levels his spear at Gambler, who's running away, and Tobble screams as this torrent of flame bursts out of the tip of the spear, and Bix says it was like hellfire itself.
1: Hellfire! <laughs> I was very oh. concerned about Gambler.
0: Yeah, me too. But are you ready for this next fucking thing? Yeah. Okay. So the fire follows Gambler, and it's gaining speed on him. It's not like regular fire. It has a mind of its own. And Gambler sees it gaining on him, so he dodges left, and they're all shocked when the fire fucking follows him.
1: Uh, Homing fire.
0: Homing fire. Luca calls it living fire. Shut up, Luca. We call it homing fire, because we don't give a fuck what Luca has to say about (laughs) jack shit. (laughs) So Gambler is zigzagging around, but the fire is chasing him down, and then the fire splits into two sides, and as Gambler's running, it kind of levels up to him and then cuts him off, and there's no way out of this, and it kind of encircles him, and he's obscured by all of the smoke and the flame and everything inside of it, and Bix, for the first time ever, doesn't think. She jumps up on Valino, she waves, she yells at the knight, she sees the knight's armored face turn towards her and kind of home in, and then the flames turn towards her. She kicks off Valino, they take off, and Bix has greatly underestimated how fast this horse is, like she had no idea what was about to happen, but Valino is bolting, they are running at breakneck speed, and this flame is kind of catching up to them and then receding and catching up and receding. But Valino can only go flat out for so long. So finally, it starts to slowly overtake them. It gets out in front of them. And Bix feels Valino collect up beneath her. And Bix is like, oh, God, he's going to stop. He's going to refuse. But then he just collects up and jumps over the flame, landing on the other side among all of the derby. Champion! Champion! Fucking amazing! Valino, best horse ever. (sighs) And all of these Derby turn, and they run together like this giant, powerful river of stampeding creatures. And the Knight's Flame keeps following Bix and Velino, so Bix does the only thing she can think of. She jumps up off of Velino onto a Derby, grabs onto its blood red hair, and holding on for dear life, she just lets it bolt. And it rears up at first, like kind of going like, oh, fuck, what's on me? But then realizing the flames right behind it, it takes off. Valino, of course, has been running flat out for a while now, and so he's getting tired. He kind of turns away. He slows down and turns towards the knight. And since he no longer has a rider, the knight loses interest in him because his quarrel is not with a horse, it is with Bix. And he pulls the flame back into the tip of his spear. And Bix kind of waves to attract his attention, but because she's part of this moving massive herd, there's no real target. And she's kind of pulling this this uh, derby over by its, like, ears to, like, steer it around, make more trouble, make it harder to track. And the knight realizes, like, he can't send fire after these things because that's just going to rile up the herd again, make it a bigger headache. And Bix has a split second to look behind her and see Gambler, Kara, and Tobble fighting these soldiers. And she thinks to herself, now these people will all die just like my family because of me. And then she realizes this is what they are now. They're my family and they're sentenced to death because of me. Oh, found family. (laughs) Found family. Oh, no. Found family.
1: Oh,
0: no. (laughs) So sad. So beautiful. (sighs) <sighs> okay. I'll continue on. Because I don't want to leave you hanging for too long. But this part's great. <laughs> so Bix doesn't know how long she wrote The Gar Garlian? I thought you were gonna say I The Garatron. Wrote- the Garatron? <laughs> I like Derby better, so I kept writing Derby, but it is the Garlian. Anyways, she held on, and she just cried and cried and cried for Kara and Tobble and Gambler, but not for Luca, who is a Luca. jackass. Yep, we hate him. But everybody else, we do hate him. This is where I wrote Luca is a jackass. <laughs> this is how early I was willing to fucking turn on this motherfucker. I mean, last part was how early I was willing to turn on this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Hate this guy. Fucking hate this guy. He's
1: the worst.
0: He is the worst. Luke is the worst. Who's the worst? Luke is. Okay, I'm gonna blow my nose real quick. <laughs> After my song,
1: it was a beautiful song.
0: Thank you. I wrote it myself just now.
1: Yay!
0: I know it's hard to believe, but I just made that up. Nice. I know. Anyways, uh, okay. So Bix is crying and riding this this devil deer into <laughs> devil deer the sunset that's not what it is that was so mean it's a garland anyways <clears throat> now i'm dying don't die she, I, i'm gonna try not to but it's probably gonna happen one day <laughs> Oh no. anyways exhaustion finally took over bix and she fell off of this thing into the grass and as she was falling asleep she thought she saw a bird pass overhead When Bix woke up, she was on stone, and she's like, I thought I fell off in the grass. But as she comes to, she's realizing she's surrounded by familiar scents, so she can smell Gambler and Kara and Tobble and even Luca, which sucks because Luca's the worst. (laughs) Uh, And she tries to talk, but Tobble's like, Drink first, then we'll answer questions. Don't be a hero. (laughs) Um, soon enough, they start to recount the tale about how this battle wasn't going, wasn't going well at all. Like, they were about to be completely demolished. But then these crows showed up. And Bix is like, oh, Rorid was involved? And they're like, not per se. I love this. (laughs) I love this so much. They're like, crows are kind of like the dogs of the Raptodon world. So you can train them, but like they're not Raptodons, And so basically you find out that Rord was just trying to maintain plausible deniability and not openly move against the Murdano and say that his lot was with the Darren and, and Kara and everybody. But he's like, I don't, these crows just attack these guys. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I love it so
1: much. <laughs> Oh my god. This just solidified my my love for Rorin. Like that is weird is the best. Fucking great.
0: Isn't it? Huh. Oh. I just love I love that he is like don't know, could have been just a coincidence.
1: <laughs> Man, we're this is a bunch of crows show. Up. Wow, how strange. Hundreds of
0: crows attack soldiers. Weird.
1: <laughs> there was a murder. <laughs>
0: A murder of crows. That's why we call them a murder. Yep. I don't know. Just don't know. I'll just do it Anyways, uh Anyways, yeah. So these crows, they couldn't like kill them, but they definitely maimed and distracted them, and like tore at their appendages. It Dude. was great,
1: fun. i cute. <laughs> <laughs> just getting a picture of Moira and her crow is <laughs> <just> flapping. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that. I love Shits Creek. Me too. Okay. Yes. Murder crows.
0: Murder crows. So they tell that whole story to Bix, and then we cut to later that night as she's watching everybody nod off to sleep, and even valino is is napping. i'm just cute. And she pulls out her journal and starts scribbling things down from the day. And Taba wakes up and sees Bix, and he asks, am I in there? And Bix is like, of course you're in here, and reads him this little bit about where she had written down that Taubel was so brave she wished that she had some of his bravery, which is adorable. Yes, yes. And then Tabl is, who's pleased with this, starts just asking her more questions, and asks her eventually about the stone that, that he had retrieved with the piece of the map, and it had writing on it, blah, blah, blah. And Bix was like, oh, it's this, it has old Dernish on it. It's kind of like our clan thing. And, and Tabl's like, oh, what does it say? And Bix replies, in truth lies strength. And then continues on that it must have come from the Pathfinder, somebody, you know, somebody important in there. And Tabo goes, oh, well, you're the Pathfinder now. And Bix is like, no, I am not ready for that level of responsibility. I'm absolutely not. And Tabl's like, well... Nah, you're the only one that can do it actually, and you're pretty <laughs> responsible, so it's pretty good. Aww. Um Yeah. <laughs> and then he kind of starts comparing it a little bit to their silvery, and then just falls asleep. Aww. He's trying to talk, but he's tired, so I, he just passes out.
1: I love him.
0: I love him so fucking much
1: he's I would die for him. Cradle him in my
0: arms. I just want to pet him so much. <laughs> <laughs> <he's easy>. Anyways, <laughs> Uh, so Bix watches them all sleep for a bit, and for the first time in a long time, she felt something a little bit like hope. Yay! Yeah. You ready? Yep. (laughs) Shit starts to go south now. It's really bad. Yay! So they continue their journey, and it begins to rain, and they travel for eight days in the pouring rain to get to Seguria, the impenetrable impenetrable Merdano city. Most of them are miserable, except suspiciously Luca, who's a dickwad. (laughs) Accurate. And this is the part where he stares creepily at Bix multiple fucking times, and every time Bix looks back at him, he just smiles like a fucking serial killer. He's a
1: fucking serial killer.
0: He's the worst. I hate him. Fucking hate Luca so much. Ugh. So much. Bad. He's the worst. He is a bastard. Fuck this dude. <laughs> hate him. Hate him so much. Uh. Anyways, that's neither here nor there, I guess. Ramping up. <laughs> that's, that's what you say in a podcast about this book where I repeatedly assert my position. That is neither here nor there. <laughs> Dear God. Okay, anyways. Um, yeah, Luke is the worst. Uh Bix is like, can't we just go like around the city? And Kara's like, it would take us hundreds of leagues out of our way. We would have to go through a mountain pass. Which like honestly, this feels very much like do we go through the mountain or over the mountain? They try we'll to go, go over go the through mountain. The mines
1: of Moria.
0: Exactly. We're at the Mines of Moria part of our journey here. Yeah. And she's like, I... noise. Now, every time we talk about Lord of the Rings, I think about Dan saying, I've only watched the movies and I don't remember any of it, so I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Which is not what he said. He was very sweet about it. That's right. Oh,
1: shit. Anyways.
0: (laughs) Anyways. Anyways, yeah. um, so they're traveling, it's raining, there's mud, it's it, terrible. They literally have to stop every hour to pick out Felino's hooves, and the only one that's even slightly clean is Gambler, because he stays up all night cleaning his fur. It's oh. miserable, it's terrible. Oh. Everybody hates it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Once they start approaching the city, Bix, like, really understands what Kara means, because the mountain range, like, cuts directly into the city, and, like, it would be super difficult to go around it. And Kara's like, all of the upper levels are bustling with soldiers. This city sucks. But the lower levels are wildly unplanned and full of crime. Yay! Great city. Yay, crime!
1: Oh, my God. It's like this... I don't know anything about cities, but this kind of city appears in so many fictional stories where it has, like, different tiers. And, like, the Mm -hmm. the top tier is where all, like, the, the royal family lives. And then there's, like, the rich person tier and then like as you go further down it gets like poorer and poorer
0: i feel like that just is like a common design though yeah or maybe it wasn't maybe it's like the jolly roger where it's like one place did it and then
1: everybody thought that was the standard even though it was only one place yeah like cuz like avatar kind of has it with bossing say and no no
0: they don't we don't talk about bossing say there is right. no war in bossing no say <laughs>
1: sorry i'm so sorry i said that (laughs) it was great judy
0: (laughs) um you're not judy i am judy okay anyways anyways (laughs) i'm gonna go see the
1: king and his pet bear do you mean platypus bear no just bear (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah i see th- i see this kind of city's design in a lot of fictional things and i want to know where it originated from and i don't know how to find that information so if you know email us anonymousanimorse at gmail.com
0: yeah i feel like that's like gotta be a common design though right like of course the like... royals would be at the center the most defensible position and yeah. Blah, blah, blah.
1: maybe yeah uh...
0: What's really interesting and I feel fine talking about this now cuz I did not write it in my notes. What's really interesting about this city though is I feel like this might be a rare instance of a natural creation of this because it's literally the the impenetrable city because it has the outer wall and then it has a living coral wall in the on oh, the inside. Yeah. Like it's double walled. So this could almost be argued that this is, like, a natural version of this because they had the nanites build that secondary wall. Mm-hmm. Which would be an interesting take on, like, a common design.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Natites. Do I keep calling them nanites? They're natites.
1: They're the, I feel like I feel They're the nartech. It's
0: fine. <laughs> it's, they are the nartech. In my head, yeah. it's just always defaulting back to nartech. Yeah,
1: straight up. Yeah, same. So... I was having a hard time picturing how the city, like, there's like a weird sort of rock formation ramp situation in the city. Mm-hmm. All I could fucking picture was Minas Tirith, with the same fu- with the fucking cliff that out in the middle, and it, yeah, that's all I could picture. I was like, it's Minas Tirith. That's it. It's Minas
0: Tirith, and I was going to say except on the water, but Minas Tirith is also partially on the water, isn't it? Eh. No, it's just built into the mountain. But there's water, like, at the edge of the... That's where the things are built on that that uh, Faramir has to charge to
1: to fight the orcs. That's there's on a, water. There's a river. Yeah. We're so this is, city. like,
0: also on water. That's how the Natites got there. Yeah. It's, like, Minas Tirith compressed. Yeah. And I think... You know, everybody picture Minas Tirith <laughs> in your head. Compress it. Yes. <laughs> 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 Fucking A. <laughs>
1: Jesus Um, Christ. I think there was supposed to be like a ramp or something. Like I was having a really hard time with this one. I didn't
0: get the ramp. I honestly kind of brushed over the whole pink coral thing until it came back when they were in the city. Okay. Like I kind of forgot that there's this whole pink coral wall that was hidden by this outer wall. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they adapt it if they make it into a movie.
0: I like. How we're already planning the movie for this.
1: I mean, I thought Michael said that they were talking of, about a movie, or there was a movie coming out. I haven't. I don't know if we were heard him to talking
0: that. about. This is true. <laughs> I don't know if we were supposed to not. No, I know he's been talking about a movie for the Gone series.
1: Okay, I thought he. I said... feel like that's what. I thought what? he mentioned what? Endling too when we talked to him, but.
0: That'd be sweet. I mean, they fun. got Ivan. Yeah. Yeah. Danny DeVito. I mean, how the fuck are you going to top that? Wait,
1: was, was Danny DeVito Ivan?
0: No, he. I think he was a different character. <laughs> not like, Ivan. I was like, hang on. No, he was just in... I. Uh, it's uh, Danny fucking DeVito. If he is just a one-line side character, yeah. it's going to improve the movie. That's
1: true. That's true. Egg. Did you just say egg? Egg. I'm thinking about that gif of him.
0: Oh with the, with the Patty's pub, pub egg. egg. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Fight milk, of course. Uh, so yeah, they they made it to the city and it's full of fucking cops.
0: Fucking cops everywhere, honestly. Okay, sorry. Let's <laughs> let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Okay. So they camp outside of the city for one night. This is this detail I love. There's like a poser city going on outside of the walls where they're basically like, We're the suburbs, We're the but it's suburbs. A trash.
1: It's a trash, yeah.
0: It's trash suburbs, it's like the ghetto, but they're like, We're cool. Anyways, um, whatever they spend the night there, it's fine. And
1: oh, and gambler has to sleep in like the woodshed. Because he scares all the
0: horses. That he does. That he does. (laughs) Um, There's some more commentary about the money and power in the city. Blah, blah, blah. Bix starts getting ideas. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Kara's like, well, let's just stay in this place overnight. We're not going to reach the gates till sunset. And it's better that we pass through in the morning. So we go by undetected. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Kara's back to being a boy. Bix is a dog. So they need to lay low. They find the cheap stable. That's where Gambler has to go sleep on the roof of a nearby woodshed he scares everybody. They get some pub food, which honestly, when I read this, <sighs> I started craving pub food, yeah. and I it has not gone away. It is day
1: two. Oh, no. Get some fucking pub fries up in here.
0: I want pub fries, oh. and I want... There's these pretzels that this this pub food place by, by me makes where they're like legitimately like thick breadsticks but they put a fuck ton of salt on them and then they give you like three dipping sauces and one of them's just like a cheesy creamy sauce Ooh. it's amazing i want it so bad that good i want a guinness i want those those pretzel bites i want pub fries and i want to be left alone
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks all to this this has been like day two or three of me craving this oh, at this no. point <laughs> anyways their stay is incredibly luxurious compared to the past eight days of traveling through the mud and um, the following day they start like they sleep through the night everything's great they wake up the next morning they're getting ready to go and like they just strike up a friendly conversation with Luca who's like oh there's this shit in the city and this shit in the city and Bix is like oh how do you know so much and he's like just I've been here before and Bix is like, oh cool. Do you have like family here? And he's like, I know people in the city. And like the way he's wording the questions are very evasive.
1: Cause he fucking knows.
0: Cause he fucking knows and he can't lie to Bix and he's trying to avoid saying shit. Oh my god,
1: and she can fucking sniff him
0: out. She knows. And then he just walks away. Just walks away.
1: Oh <laughs> walks away, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: yeah shit so bix is like that's fucking weird but whatever um and then Kara's like Kara just picks up this conversation somewhere else she's like oh we don't have any money left fuck how are we gonna get in and luca's like i got you guys and they're all like what are you what what and he's like i caught this cool fi- silver fish necklace and they're like we're okay cool. sure if that gets us in cool and then luca pulls this insane bullshit maneuver where he like goes up to the thing, he shows them the charm, but he like shields it with his body so oh, nobody can see what he's doing. That's
1: like probably the crest of his family or some shit.
0: It's probably exactly what it is. Although if it was the crest of his family, I feel like Kara would have recognized it.
1: Oh, did he show them what it was?
0: I feel like he did. That's how they knew it was like a fish charm.
1: Uh. Oh, yeah. But yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he showed us a silver talisman and cunningly wrought wrought fish. I don't, okay, yeah, I don't know why.
0: What if it's the silverfish, the bug?
1: <gasps> ew! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate them,
1: ew! <laughs> I used to get them in my childhood bedroom all the time, and I was just not about it.
0: Didn't we get them at the dorm sometimes, oh, like on the wall?
1: Probably, and there were bees in the wall.
0: I forgot about the bees.
1: Yeah.
0: They would come inside. Yep. Silly Bees. <laughs> yeah, that was Anyways. Ugh. <laughs> That's fun. That's <laughs> fun. <laughs> fucking love it when bees come inside. Oh no. Anyways.
1: <laughs> so Lucas is shit.
0: hmm Anyways, yeah, Luca's a fucking piece of shit. And uh whatever. It's all fine. So they get through the gate, the guards are acting super sus as they walk in. Oh my god. And once they're inside there that's when they see that second coral wall and they're like that's weird but i understand now why it's impenetrable they keep heading into the city and there's like bustling streets it's all crazy but then all of a sudden the crowd starts splitting and there's this white guard coming through the pale guard or whatever it's called and all of the people just like crush against the walls and like look away they cannot set eyes i know right already super creepy so all of the group does this but bix remembers pretending to be a dog so she's like i'll use my dog privilege watches them come up to her they fucking kick her yeah fuckers fuck
1: you guys
0: fuck you they're like watch your dog they kick her she yelps it's fucking bullshit yeah Fucking terrible. So then everybody kind of like turns around. They start flowing back into the streets and they're like taking account of everybody. And of course, Luca's missing.
1: Oh, what a surprise!
0: What a surprise! Oh my fucking god. Luca. What are you really
1: missing?
0: Oh my god, who would have suspected that he was the trainer all along? <laughs>
1: I was the turkey all along. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Ugh, Luca. God. God. Fucking dick. Like, never mind. Anyways, um, they all take off, because they're like, oh, Luca's gone. What a surprise. He betrayed us. So they're running. And they very quickly become disoriented, because this city was not planned. There was no city planner. This city is chaos. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Uh, they kind of... End up near the port, which gives them this great view of the second inner wall of Living Coral. They're all amazed by it. They realize, like, they worked with the Natites on it. Which is a whole other thing that'll make bad implications later, but whatever. Um, Bix starts to say something, and Kara just cuts her off because there's this pale guard in front of them. And so they bolt down another street. They seem to kind of be getting away, but as they approach the north end of the city, they ran into a ratois. Okay. I realize this is a rat-like creature, okay? This is a, a rat creature the size of Bix with spiky fur coated in fleas and red eyes or square pupils like a goat. These guys are spies. They're terrible. They work for the Murdano. But I could not tell if she named them a ratoy. Like, oh, this is a rat. But in my head, the only thing I saw, I, I read when I saw this was a ratois, which is kind of like the French words for stop, you. Aratois. <laughs> aratois. <laughs> and that is all I could think of. And so I kept thinking aratois. aratois. All
1: right. I like it.
0: And it could be a rat toy. A rat, that seems a rat toy. A rat toy. Because it's kind of like a rat. Yeah. with a I guess I could. Demon goat eyes. Scary to even go to... I guess I could tweet at Catherine to be like, what is the pronunciation guide on this? <laughs> How to say the word. How say a ratois? <laughs> I will never know. Anyways, um, it is a rat creature. Like I said, it's terrible. And Kara only had to say one word, and it was gambler. And he was on Boom. it in an instant, killing it with a crushing blow to the skull. Damn. But unfortunately like rats when there's one there are more so there's another around the corner and tobble is the one that is like is this necessary and they're like yes that is a spy we hate those motherfuckers so they take off running completely abandoning all sense of secrecy they're fucking out of there there is more uh, or sorry they are soon cut off by the the pale guard in front of them there's the pale guard behind them and they engage in battle Kara draws her sword, which gleams in the sun, and Bix grabs her knife that she calls a sword. Gambler said he'd take the rear, and he turns and attacks, which takes the guard by surprise, and Kara just starts engaging one of the guys in front of them. But the blow that would have killed him was parried by a very skilled swordsman, who ended up pushing Kara back onto her butt. She scooted away, saving herself, but clearly this guy is more than just a Murdano soldier. These are extremely skilled fighters another one of the guards approaches bix with a net and that's when bix realizes oh they intend on taking me alive and she's like i'll fucking fight you and the guard mocks her being like okay talking doggy, sure you will and he keeps coming at her but then uh sorry i got confused where i am in my notes give me a second loading my brain is loading (laughs) loading 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 uh, so, anyways, this guard keeps coming at Bix, and behind him, she sees that the other guard is bringing down this terrible blow onto Kara, who blocks it, but it sends her sword clattering out of her hand, and Bix thinks, it'll be all be over soon. No. I know. They are being beaten back, and Bix is trying to dodge through the soldier's legs like Kara taught her, but the sword did not find its target, The dude kind of stops for a second, like, to check if he's cut, but he's not. And he manages to drop the net on top of Bix, who quickly becomes entangled and is trying to get out of there, trying to use her sword, but can't. Tiny net. Kara gets... Tiny net. Nobody escapes a tiny net. (laughs) Kara gets knocked in the head so hard that her eyes roll up, and then it's three on one for Gambler, which is not good odds, even for him. But then, reinforcements... They come in the form of Tobble, who unleashes a screech that should have come from a much larger creature (laughs) as he jumps onto the guard's face and starts biting and clawing and literally tearing his face off. Oh
1: my god, Tobble!
0: He starts tearing his face off.
1: What the fuck?
0: Obviously, this dude starts freaking the fuck out because Tobble is literally, like, tearing his ears apart, tearing his nose apart, pulling his mouth into pieces. And this allows Bix times to escape. She grabs her sword. She stabs the guy in the ass.
1: Stabbed him in Straight butt. in the ass. Right in the butt. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she gets him in the ass. She gets him right behind the knee where it's completely unprotected from armor. So sends him to the ground. So Tobble jumps to the next guard and starts clawing at the back of his neck oh and God. just bringing him the fuck down.
1: Wow, Tobble.
0: Yeah. And like they're like Tobble is like hair standing on end wild scrabbling at this guy's face, pulling him apart um tobble jumps to the third guard and that's when gambler springs up and grabs the first guy by the neck and crushes it and kills him and then cara starts coming to and she apologizes to volino but is like we need speed so she hops up there she grabs bix she grabs tobble and that's when tobble's like i told you that Wabik are slow to anger but fierce and carl's like i'm never doubting you again motherfucker that was wild So they take off and Gambler's running so fast that there are sparks being left by his hooves. uh, Or sorry, Valino takes off so fast there's sparks from his hooves. Gambler's running along next to them. They are just bolting as fast as they can trying to get out of the city, but they are cut off by this line of guards. And... They're approaching and that's when Luca steps out Ugh. and orders them to get Kara and her dog, he says mockingly. Uh, 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 uh. Fuck you, motherfucker. You're
1: a piece of shit.
0: You're a piece of shit, Luca. No one likes you and all your family sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's my song for Luca.
1: Yay, that was great.
0: Thank you. Fuck that dude. So, they take them. They bind them all in shackles, and there's um, a lot of commentary about how tight they have to make the shackles to get a Darren or a Wabik, for that matter. <laughs> and then in Gambler's case, they tie all of his limbs to his torso.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny, but it is.
0: It's pretty funny. It's just like a log. Yes, cat log. It's
1: cat log. Oh no. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Now we get this weird fucking scene. I'm going to need help with this one for sure. So they drag them down the street into this castle. There's a bunch of rooms and fancy places, and they're just dragging them through there, overwhelming everybody. Bix is like, this is fucking nuts. They take them into this giant throne room where there's this, like, huge throne. There's all these court people around them. There's this dude on the throne. There's a buff dude next to him. There's some other dude on the other side that I don't think ever pays off. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and Luca's basically like, your majesty, I brought you a gift. Like sucking up, kissing his ass because Luca's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and the the guy on the throne is basically like, who are you? Why the fuck are you here? And he's like, my name is Luca. But more importantly, it's Luca Corpley. And is like, oh, you
1: bastard." <laughs> and then he smacks her across the face. And I'm like, Yes, he does do that. Fuck hat.
0: hmm. <sighs> mm hmm. The king is not at all interested in this. He's like, Why would I care about this misfit group of creatures? And Luca's like, Because I've brought you a Darn. And there's this murmur of excitement through the court. And then this is, of course, the Merdano. The King Murdano. He's like, all of you get out of here, and if anyone speaks of this, you'll be put in the dungeon until you die of disease. So in point five seconds, fucking everybody in the kingdom is gonna know this. Right. Like this is not an effective means of keeping secrets, yeah. my dude.
1: Also, he's apparently like very young. Twelve.
0: He's like twelve. He's a
1: baby. He's job. He's a baby
0: he is joffrey king actually that's a really apt comparison to (laughs) joffrey
1: he's just like a bratty kid
0: he is like a bratty fuckwit kid (laughs) like and it makes he's like just so easily like fooled and led astray Mm. and he's so whiny he has temper tantrums yeah Yeah, he's the worst absolute worst Um, But anyways, the court people leave, apparently not to tell. Mm -hmm. Once they're there with only the guard and the Murdano, they're like, all right, let's interrogate these guys. So he's like, all right, prove you're a Darren. And he basically is like, did I read a letter the other day about blah, blah, blah? And Bix is just answering like yes or no to these questions. And he just keeps going like, did I see a fencing match? Did the princess come to watch? Did she enjoy it? Blah, (laughs) blah, blah. This whole interrogation ends in the weirdest fucking shit ever, where he's basically like, this is my head of the guards. Does he love me? (laughs) And this guy's like, yeah, 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 I love you. And Bix is like, well, that's a lie. And he's like, is he loyal to me? And he's like, yes. And Bix is like, that's not a lie. He's loyal to you. And then the Murdana was like, that's all that matters to me is loyalty. I don't care if you love me as long as you swear loyalty to me. And it's like, what the fuck are you
1: on about? I'm evil. I don't believe in love.
0: I don't believe in love. My subjects don't need to love me to respect me. My own
1: mother didn't love me when I was a child.
0: What is love, baby? Don't (laughs) hurt me.
1: Don't hurt me. No more. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: exactly how this all went down
1: (laughs) word for word word
0: for word that's what happened yeah it's it's super fucking weird and even bix is like this is super fucking weird (sighs) so yeah um but this whole questioning about like are you loyal blah 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 that's where bix is like If this dude wasn't loyal, this could go really fucking wild for me right now. And uh, luckily or unluckily, he was loyal, whatever. Uh, And so the Murdano is like, okay, I believe you're Darren. Lock him up, throw away the key. It's fine. And then he, like, you know, demands some, like, some of the guards that, of course, are loyal to them. So there's the Pale Guard and the ones that the Pale Guards vet out, blah, blah, blah. And then he leaves Bix with this warning that says, if you try to escape, your friends will suffer a much worse fate than their tongues cut out. Um, But overall, he's pretty excited because a is going to be arriving in a few days and he's like, I can't wait to interrogate her over the whole Dared being extinct thing. Yay! Yay. Baby king. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So uh, these guards lead Kara, Tobble, Gambler, and Bix up to this high tower room where there's a heavy door, and they start to lock them in. And Kara's like, but what about Valino and my sword? And the guard is like, well, we value fine horses like Valino, so we will value him, and you don't need your sword anymore. And then locks him up, throws away the key. Um, so they start looking around this room. It's like this round tower with these skinny windows at the compass points, so they can see outside. They are so high up that they are almost touching the cloud line. And the room itself, while not super lavish, does have four beds, and they were brought fruits and cheeses and things by the guards since no servant could be trusted. I
1: I know it sounds. I want like a fucking charcuterie board now.
0: I literally, I think it was six thirty this morning, texted Shannon, "I want a charcuterie board (laughs) at like six thirty in the morning. I want beer. I want charcuterie." make it so she did not make it so i have beer but i do not have shark food that's too bad it is too bad but hey you know we all have to live in disappointment forever (laughs) (laughs) so anyways uh they're stuck in this room it's you know fine and uh later that night bix was woken up from her sleep by gambler's soft singing and she looks at him to find him, like, kind of staring out the window and singing quietly in a tongue that she does not know. And he <gasps> notices her. Just like her. Aragorn. Just
1: like Aragorn.
0: The of They're all Aragorn. <laughs> Aragorn's all the way down.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I feel like Gambler's more like the Legless. I feel like we've already said this. Yes,
1: yes, we've assigned them. But, like, it reminded me of when Aragorn was singing the Ballad of Luthien or whatever. Mm hmm. Who is she? The woman. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's sad.
0: He is sad. He's singing. Uh, he says, Bix, I'm sorry. Did I wake you up? And Bix was like, No, no, no. But your singing's beautiful, even though I don't understand it. And uh, Gambler's like, Yeah, yeah. It's the death song of my people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So long and good night. So long
0: and good night. What's the worst thing I could say? Things are better off this way. Uh. <laughs> anyway. I pulled those lyrics from the deepest depths of my soul. I did not know that I had that in me.
1: Amazing. I'm so proud of you. <laughs>
0: Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so Gambler's singing My so, Cam. Gambler's singing My Cam. And uh, <laughs> he explains to Bix that because the stars and the moon are what they navigate by and what their people look to for guidance. Um, they say or they sing this song when they their lives are coming to an end and Bix is like well do you intend to end your life and Gambler's like no no I'm not gonna like straight up kill myself but I'm just planning on like going out in battle because that's how filaments want to go so one of these days I'm just gonna go ahead and take on a bunch of guards with any luck I'll take some with me and then they'll kill me and Bix starts saying like no I don't want to see you go you're my friend and I would miss you And Gambler doesn't really, like, express a lot in his facial expression, but his eyes start to get damp. And so Bic says, promise me you'll hold on for a little longer. And he doesn't say anything, so she continues, promise me that you will hold on for longer. And he says, I will live through three days in this cage. So that timeline's happening now.
1: I like how he was talking about... um... Like the afterlife for the filivets, like, mm-hmm. and I was just like, all filivets go to heaven. Yeah, and it's like a big field where there's prey to hunt, and I don't know, it's cute.
0: The filivet Valhalla. It is
1: though.
0: It is. Witness me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Like I, I feel like I glossed over it, but it was like a very intense moment of him like accepting no. his death and not being sad about his death at all. Yeah. Like this is how he chose to go, but he's like, I can't live in a cage anymore. I won't suffer it any longer, and I appreciated that.
1: I want to hug him.
0: Me too. Me too. Oh my god! Okay, sorry. Then the the greatest detail ever happens. So we cut to the following day, and Bix goes to talk to Kara, who is described as basically making the bed while Tobble unmakes the bed.
1: <laughs> it's so great.
0: It's amazing.
1: He's so wonderful, and he means well. He's
0: beautiful, beautiful He's the perfect,
1: boy, perfect
0: boy, the best boy ever. <laughs> And Bix just says, Oh, Gambler seems like he's really sad. And Tobble's like, I got this. This is my bestie now. I'm gonna go comfort him. Goodbye. Which I think we bet on last episode. Did we not say? Yep. We did it. We nailed it. Ten points to us.
1: Yay!
0: Yep. So Tobble goes, To cheer up, to cheer up, Gambler. He pets his head. He does penises love it so much <laughs> oh, oh yeah he basically is like i'm just really fond of him now even though he's a big cat and he's scary i love him
1: <laughs> he's <laughs> my big scary friend and i love him
0: yeah he's, he does big scare and i
1: love him <laughs> you, he does a good frighten. <laughs>
0: So once uh, Tabal wanders off, Bix starts asking Kara about, like, okay, so what the fuck is up with Luca? Why didn't he tell Murdano about the sword? And Kara's like, oh, dude, I've been thinking about this. He is going to make a play for it and take the sword to his dad. And then she, like, breaks it down. He's like, not only would it bring them more money and power, it would also elevate Luca above his older brother for next in line to get all that money and power, also, it would unite a bunch of people under the Corpley and make them the second most powerful family overall in this whole land, like right behind the Murdano. And they might actually be able to make a play at taking over the Murdano. So if he has a sword, it's like end game. And Bix is like, all of that for a sword? And she's like, absolutely all of that for a sword. So there's this whole thing going on that we just get that mm-hmm. note of. they're interrupted by breakfast where they eat in silence and Bix has this whole other thing about how like but having a Darren is super powerful as well and so if one person has that power instead of everybody they become extremely powerful because nobody can lie while in their presence (gasps) except for a Darren themselves
1: oh shit yes and we predicted this as well I believe
0: I do believe we also predicted this, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we predicted a lot of it. That's why I'm feeling really confident about Gambit's return and how <coughs> that's going to be. Okay.
1: <laughs> but we're going to have Gambit and Gambler.
0: Okay. His name isn't actually Gambit. That's just the shorthand for. I remember form. his
1: real name, though, and I looked it up last <sighs> time. It's like. It...
0: It's like a four-letter name starts with an R. It's like a Rory or something like that, but that's not it.
1: Dog. Renzo. Renzo. Five-letter name. It's fine. I'm never going to remember that. (laughs) He's just Gambit. He's just
0: Gambit in our minds.
1: It's Lorenzo, but without the low. Renzo.
0: Renzo. Okay. Just Renzo. Okay, so... Two days later, they are called into the court. And Bix is like, I'm shy. I need a friend. (laughs) I need (laughs) it. I need a friend. And uh, clearly the guards. I need my security, (laughs) Kara. I need my security, human. Um, Clearly the guards were basically just told, like, don't upset her. She gets whatever she wants. And so Bix is allowed to take Kara and Tobble. And nobody says shit to them. Right. It's (laughs) great. I
1: want a security, (laughs)
0: Me too. (laughs) So they were brought before the Murdano who is who is like basically like, okay, you guys get to the back of the room, stay out of sight until I call you. This is a whole ruse now. So (laughs) they head to the back, they hide amongst the guards, and it isn't long before like groups of people start striding in. They see Luca come in, but the guest of right, boo. Boo for sure. The guest of honor is aractic who walks in just oozing confidence. And the Murdano starts by asking Eractic how the the Eumeni went, and she's like, super well, other than this incident of a comical nature. And he's like, tell me the story. I love to laugh. And Bix is like, that's a lie. He does not <laughs> love to laugh. Which I, <laughs> that was a great detail. And Eractic begins this whole like, well, you know, there's this little boy flying a kite. It looked kind of like a dare, and it almost took me out. But it was like just it was just a kite. Ha ha ha! So funny. And the Murdano is like, oh, really? Tell me, tell me a little more. Tell me a little more about this. It was a kite, you say? Oh, okay. And like, he's going on and on, and then he like launches into this whole other train of thought where he's like isn't it your father who said we needed to eliminate all the Darren's? And she's like, yeah, yeah, totally. We definitely need to do that. And he's like, ah, and wasn't it, I believed you that we needed to eliminate all the Darren's, right? And she's like, yeah, a- absolutely. We definitely want to eliminate Darren. But she's getting like kind of scared. Very and tough. then finally the Murdano was like, so they're all gone now, right? Well, maybe having one around would be good, right? And Aractic's like, no, no, they all have to be gone, and that's when the Madonna was like, behold, a darn, <laughs> behold, behold, and um, so Bix steps forward, and the the Murdano goes, "Do you speak the truth about the end of the darns?" And Bix was like, "Nope, nope, I'm here, suckers." <laughs> So then the Verdano starts, like, questioning, like, did you know that this was a Darren? And Aractick's like, no. And Bix is like, that's a lie. And he's like, did you attempt to exterminate the Darren to hide your failures? And Aractick's like, no, I didn't. And Bix is like, that's a fucking lie. Like, literally, it just goes on and on. Like, did you think it was a kite? Did you think the Darren was gone? Did you think that there's no, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, the Aractick is lying about everything which is so fucking stupid because bix did not like every time bix is like that's a lie that's a lie that's a lie and like
1: yeah even she hasn't grasped it yet that she needs to fucking change her strategy
0: right there was like eight fucking questions in a row
1: yeah and
0: it's like figure it the fuck out um but finally we get to the super intense question which is where the mordano said so are there other darrens in existence other than this one And Bix gasps out loud. And Aractic just kind of like shakes her head, like avoiding answering. But the Merdano is like, answer me. Answer me. Where's Rachel?
1: Where's Rachel? Where are the drugs?
0: Where are the Derns? Where are the Derns? Where Where have you heard the Derns? And so finally, Aractick says, well, there's rumors. And Bix is like, what the fuck? There could be other Derns. Uh, But she's like, this is not a time for hope. We are in the middle of a ruse. Let this go. And Aractick's like trying to justify this shit. Like, it's just rumors. You know, rumors are rumors. Blah, 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 blah. And finally, like, the Murdano's like, Stop. Basically what you're gonna do is like having a few Darns with one person gives that person power, but having multiple Darns with multiple people fucks up the power. So your plan was to capture the Darren, keep power over me, eventually try to overthrow the kingdom and seize Nadara. And Aractic's like, Well, kinda. That was kinda <laughs> my plan. And then, uh, Murdano just starts going into this tailspin, and, um, it turns into this whole thing where the Murdano is like, I will rule this land, and Aractic's, is like, no, you need the buy-in of the Natites and the raptodons and blah, 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 and he just, like, ignores her and is, like, there's... This whole land filled with pirates and outlaws and blah, blah, blah. Like, literally, his rant was five legitimate minutes
1: straight. <laughs>
0: Man, and, it and it was... Fix so... didn't even
1: recap it. She's like, yeah, he, like, yelled for, like, ten minutes.
0: Yeah, she legit was like, this is so unimportant that I'm not going to bother. Yeah. Which is power move, honestly. Like, can you, <laughs> can you imagine, like, Kay Applegate, like, writing this book and just being like, I don't feel like writing this rant so... <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Straight up did not even write this rant. That's
1: so funny. <laughs> like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> I have better shit to do. <laughs>
1: Goodbye. I, I love that. I love thinking that, like, she didn't want to write it. And she's like, Michael, get in here, write this. And he's like, I don't want to write it. And she's like, okay, fine.
0: I know how to solve for this. He ranted for five minutes straight. The end.
1: (laughs) Here's the overview. The end. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hope that's what happened. I so
0: hope that's what happened. God. I just, I love this so much. Okay. So, this literally culminates with him getting tired and sitting down. (laughs)
1: He himself into a nap.
0: <laughs> he did. He got so mad, they just had to sit quietly. And then he's, like, sighing deeply, and he's like, ah, You're a traitor, so you get to suffer the traitor's punishment. A slow death. And then make sure to add and make it slow. And Aractic gets dragged out of this court, kicking and screaming, like... You're a fucking boy. You should be mucking out stalls, not sitting on the throne. Yeah. But she's getting dragged away. So, like, imagine that with a Doppler effect of, like, you should be mucking out. <laughs> uh, And after she's gone, this heavy silence falls across this entire room. Finally, Kara steps forward, and this is their fucking moment. Huh? So, Kara says, Can I speak? And he says, Permission granted. And she says, well, Luca left out a really important detail when he turned us in. I'm a Donati. And he's like, what? And she's like, that's correct. I had two brothers and my father had no need for me. So he sent me to find my way in the world. And I want to hunt the Darren for you. I want to bring them to you. And I want to help you get into power and bring my family's name back into your good graces. And... Luca's losing his shit at this point trying to argue all this shit but the is like turning to Bix and is like is this a lie and Bix said this is the truth even though Kara doesn't have two brothers and that was not at all what happened oh. Bix fucking lied oh
1: my god right
0: ha <sighs> <Loophole. laughs> yeah <laughs> but this isn't where the ruse ends no so Kara continues she's like I want to keep hunting the Darren I want to bring them to you and I want you to restore my family name blah 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 and that's when the is like okay sure you want to hunt the Darren how the fuck are you going to find them and this is when Kara turns to Bix and says show him and Bix is like no it's just it's a child drawing it's nothing but the drawing and Kara slaps Bix across the face like fucking hard Yes, it's an act, but still it was hard. Oh. So Bix is stammering. She pulls out the map piece and she's like, it's just a child's drawing. But it came from a tale that, that the Darren told. And this whole time, like, Bix is stammering and, like, really playing it up like she can't lie. But, like, she's, you know, she's, like, playing it up like everything she says is the truth being forced out of her so it's even more convincing it's great yeah so she's like this map came from a tale that we told and the rodano's like well you know tales are tales but there's still a grain of truth in everything and so then he just starts talking to Kara, and he buys it like everything Kara says about like her brother this adventure wanting to swear to the court blah 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 and he makes this assumption that Bix would speak up for any untruths that were told. Like, he lulls himself into this false sense of security. Yeah. And, of course, Bix doesn't. So, like, is just running wild with this whole story. And finally, the Merdano's like, "Will to Kara, will you swear loyalty to me and hunt the Darren for me and bring them to me? And this is when Bix's second giant lie comes up. Because Bix, while Kara is swearing to him also swears only to serve him and says, just so you know, Darren cannot lie. So once we've sworn an oath, that can't be broken. Which is a lie. It's a lie within a lie. It's a lie within a lie. Oh my God. The Rodano is like jackpot, my dudes. He is so fucking pumped about this. He's like, I will take your oaths. Yes. And then like they also like say, Oh, we also need Gambler to help us fight. Like, he fought the Fire Knight. Which, by the way, the Murdano's like, he fought a Fire Knight? Jesus Christ, that's amazing. So he's like, yeah, take Gambler with you. Take Tobble with you. Fuck yeah. Take anything
1: you want. <laughs> take Valina.
0: Yeah, they, he legitimately does. He's like, I'm going to give you some of my guards. I'm going to give you provisions. You know, they, he's literally sending some of his, like, light guard or whatever they call him. They're like, take these fuckers with you. Here's a bunch of supplies. And he's like, go. Like, literally, now that they're sworn to him, he's like, fuck yeah. So we legitimately cut to, like, in less than a fucking hour's time, them riding out with some of the, like, light guard and Gambler running around them. Kara and Tobble are riding Valino. Her sword has been returned to her. She has Valino. Bix has her own horse. They have provisions. And, like... They're pumped. They're just riding away with the guard behind them, ready to help them out. And they kind of pull ahead of the guard a little bit until they can talk in somewhat privacy. And Bix was like, why did they let me go? And Kara's like, well, it's efficient. If we find the Darren, they're going to react better to you. They're not going to run from you. So we need you here. And then Kara says something like, and your new lying skills are pretty fucking good. And Bix goes, it's a new skill for me. I'm not proud of it. And Kara's like, but it worked, so. And Bix is like grinning at her, like it did, it did work indeed. And that's the end of this part.
1: Yay! How are they gonna ditch the guard?
0: (sighs) I don't know. Renzo, (laughs) that scheme.
1: I, I love how how gambler was so happy he was just like bouncing around Mm -hmm. and like running in circles and just being a goofy kitty got the zoomies he did (laughs) he he was so happy He like curled his tail up as he's running (laughs) i love that so much yeah yeah that was intense
0: it was so intense like, oh my god! When when Bix started lying, I was literally like, <gasps>
1: "What? We didn't see this coming! What the fuck?" Yeah. Oh man! So
0: so much talk from Kara too about like how humans are just betrayers. Like, yeah, I love it. She's just casually like, "Yeah, all humans suck. They're all liars." And I'm like, "You're right, Kara. That's true.
1: <laughs> they are." They're all the worst. And it's just like it really in these chapters really hit why the, the corrupt humans were trying to get rid of the Darns because that mean, that meant they couldn't lie. And they couldn't yeah. gain power that way. Like the, the Darns were like a liability for them.
0: Yeah, and I don't think like I got the explanation in the earlier parts but i don't think it ever hit home for me mm-hmm. just like how powerful it was until this part
1: yeah yeah oh man and i'm looking at the beginning of the book it says when she's talking to her mom it says darrens do not lie there would be no point since we can always detect an untruth not just from our own kind but from anyone it says don't lie but not that they can't lie yeah uh, but oh, but like what, what, what is this gonna mean for the future? I don't
0: know. There's gonna be
1: consequences from this. There's so gonna be consequences
0: from this. Uh oh. Uh-oh. It's ugh, there's so many implications.
1: Yeah. Does that make Darren's no better than humans if they start?
0: Well, that's like, okay, so that's exactly what I'm thinking, right? Is that that Bix is going to get back with some Darren's. She's going to like tell lies. They're going to be horrified at her, even though it's like for her, like justified life and death, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be that inching away from like the norm into things that are negative, that gray area that we always explore with Applegate books. Mm -hmm. and. it's just gonna turn into a thing and she's not gonna be accepted from her people she's gonna be like the people are kind of my family like literally we're kind of getting Axe's perspective as he (gasps) goes towards humans you're right you're right
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I'm so excited I I know I just love the way that they set everything up they're so good at setting things up in the beginning and then paying off in the.
0: They, fucking are and like okay. So one thing that we didn't talk about that I absolutely loved is with um with Rorid and that whole court scene because we got a court scene talking to a king right like Rorid <laughs> Headcrusher is basically the king of the raptadons. When he asked her to tell the truths and the way that he acted, that is a proper king. When Uh we meet the Murdano, that's a corrupted king. Mm -hmm. And the difference, the same request that they made of Bix and the differences in the way they made it was insane comparisons. Like, that spoke
1: volumes. Yeah, and the fact that they had those two mirror scenes, like, within, Mm -hmm. you know, a few chapters of each other was just, like, so good.
0: Yeah, it was insanity. Absolute insanity. And the whole like like they got accosted by raptidon guards, but they were invited into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. When they get accosted by the pale guard, they are taken forcibly. Like mm-hmm. it's oh, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Can you imagine being this good at anything? No. Same.
1: I'm indignant. <laughs>
0: Oh, Jesus, it's just so wildly good. Like, I, I fucking love this book so much. And like, the more we get into it, the better it's getting. I
1: know. Oh, and I want to read the next two. <laughs> but like now, but like now,
0: yeah, like right now, like right, like fuck this podcast. Let's just read books.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, God. Yep. Fucking Tobble. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. Tobble, when he attacked everybody, I loved
1: it. He, like, just went apeshit. He, like, hit his limit break, and he's like, I can take no more of this. Your face is mine. Yes. Son. <sighs> go yeah. off.
0: He did go off. He <laughs> tore their literal faces off. He did. T- And then Bix stabbed a man in the ass.
1: She did stab a man in the ass and cripple another.
0: Yes. Straight up cut the knee
1: out of the other. Cut the hamstring or whatever.
0: And then Gambler just crushed the throat of another man. There's
1: so much, like, death and and dismemberment in this book.
0: (laughs) And, like, okay, so... Obviously, they don't lay it out, but we were literally told two chapters ago what a traitor's death was, like slow roasting over the fire and then eventual decapitation. And so Aractic was just sentenced to that.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: And they said, make it slow, like roast her extra.
1: I kind of feel like we haven't seen the last of her, though.
0: I don't. Okay, I was just thinking this. I don't think we have. And I think part of that, she bullied Luca. So obviously now she's kind of in my good graces. (laughs) Yes. But like, I absolutely felt like I thought it was actually going to happen in the last chapter of this book when I was reading. I was like, because she is a traitor and she's been sentenced to death, they're somehow going to run into her on the way out and take her with them. Mm. And that obviously didn't happen. Just fine. But like I too feel like she's gonna be like horribly disfigured and dismembered and maybe like oh my god, she's gonna be the tailor of this book, like (gasps) now that her beauty is gone. Oh my
1: god (laughs) That's fucked up. Oh man, I wonder if there's gonna be like several different parties that are like in this. This is gonna get all games of Games of Thrones where like it's got to it's right, gonna be like the mordano it's gonna be like the luca's fucking family it's gonna be like the seer trying to do her thing mm-hmm. and and maybe the natites will will try and stage an uprising or some shit like i i think there's just gonna be like so many pieces in this chess game of sorts
0: i hope so but what i really want to see is the Filivits, the Raptodons, the Darns. And, like, whoever else just all gang up to take down the humans. Yeah! Be like, we're sick of your petty fucking wars. Cool it. Cool yeah. it, teens. Calm down. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. I'm sick of your shit. End take it. Take a chill pill. Take a chill pill. Fuck this.
1: Yay!
0: And maybe even those, like, terror ter- ter- What what are the bug creatures? Terramites. Like, Termites. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they won't join. Uh, I feel like they're in their own sort of wavelength.
1: Maybe. But maybe we'll meet a cool one. Like a good yeah. taxon, like Arbron.
0: Oh, my God. Arbron. Well, like like the good Horkbizure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Could be the wild You cards. never know.
0: Yeah, they could be.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Defeat the humans. Make the Wabiks the six governing species.
0: Take out all humans. Wabik rule. Wabik.
1: Wabik. Wabik.
0: Dinosaur eat man. Wabik
1: inherits the (laughs) earth.
0: Is that not what she wanted? Oh no!
1: Oh, I'm so excited. Me too we got one to. more part and then we're done with this book
0: i know i'm is it weird that i'm already kind of sad that we're done with book one
1: no i feel the same way but i'm really excited to read the other two
0: i want to read it all but i'm also sad that it's not yeah gonna go on forever mm. but also it went on forever that's too
1: much yeah yeah this being a Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant book, I'm already thinking ahead to the future and be like, okay, who's gonna die? No, not Tobble. I can't think about this, Alex. Not
0: Tobble. No. Oh, Gambler for sure. Gambler for sure. No, Cara. No. She has to live. It's gonna be Gambler Tobble. She,
1: she, she has to be the queen. She has to inherit the. She has to the be Dara, Yeah, she's the whole. Land. It's gonna be. It's yeah. gonna be Gambler Tobble.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be Tobble, isn't it?
1: No, I no. We can't think like this. But someone's going to die because you know someone's going to die.
0: Someone's going to die. Someone's going to
1: fucking die. Catherine. There's...
0: What if it's both?
1: Oh, no. I never considered that it could be more than one, Uh-oh. but it could be. Uh-oh. Oh, no. What have I done? I'm so sorry.
0: Why have you done them? I we don't... have two more books to go and now already.
1: Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Let's end this. On that terrible disappointment.
0: On that terrible disappointment. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to start looking for a voice actor already. (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Oh. Uh... Shit. (laughs) If you want to email me your application for the end of this book. We have two email addresses. One of them is our our former one from back when we did Animorphs. It's anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. That's the main one. That's tied into my phone. If you want to talk to me, hit me up there. But if you want to talk specifically about our brand new podcast that we're transitioning to, do that at applegrantbookclub at gmail.com. Let's see if I can remember the socials. Okay, Animorph socials. Let's just do it this way. Animorph okay. socials, I know. That is our Facebook group, which is just Animorphs Anonymous, or super secret, super awesome subgroup, The Andalite Bandalites, which is facebook.com slash group slash Anonymous, or at Animorphs Anonymous on Twitter, or at Animorphs Anonymous on Instagram. Now, Casey, help me out, because we are Apple Grant Book Club on Facebook, but on Instagram and Twitter, we're at...
1: Apple Grant Cast. Apple Grant Cast.
0: So that's where to find us there. Um, I post pictures of Valino and tell you this is what I think he looks like, even though it's not at all like the description in the book.
1: But it's pretty.
0: He's so pretty. (laughs) I love him so much. Maybe one day I'll draw Valino (gasps) and be like, this is what he looks like in the book. Do
1: it.
0: I should. And draw the,
1: the, the, I almost said the Delphi, um, the, the derby. Oh, yes. I'd love to see a derby
0: oh they they're in my mind they're gorgeous <gasps> um, uh, okay sorry anyways uh what were we talking about uh, socials. socials
1: socials um okay we did all the socials um you can find us on youtube as well we actually share a channel with our lad friends from cadmus to crisis and you can find us at strong shape international we're uploading archived animal anonymous episodes every wednesday So come re-listen to the whole series on our new platform, YouTube.
0: Um, YouTube's.
1: And then if you want to talk to us about Endling or Animorphs or anything at all, you can come join our Discord server.
0: Yes, you may.
1: You may. I will allow it. Yeah, come join, post pictures of your animals and hang out with us and other cool people. Mm Mm-hmm. Do it. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. If you want the link to that, just hit me up on any of the socials and be like, hey, I want to come in your Discord. And I'll be like, yeah, you seem pretty cool. You can come to our Discord.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I'll ask you questions and then we'll say hi.
1: Yeah. Be a time. That's pretty
0: much how it goes. Yeah, it's not it's not a really hard sort of thing. It's pretty easy actually. <laughs> 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 Alright, what if I fucking hate questions and just want to read a web
1: comic for once? <laughs> Well, may I suggest you read my webcomic, which is free you to may. read. Oh, okay. Well, good. You <laughs> should read my webcomic that I make and draw. It is called Beside You. Uh, it's about music and romance. You can read that at com. You can also read it on Webtoons or on Tapas. Or you can go to my Patreon and throw me a couple dollars, and you can see early pages, and you can see work in progress pages. I am months ahead of schedule, and sometimes I post other things, and I talk to the general public in the posts. And you can go check that out at patreon.com slash kcdstudios. And I'm going to go ahead
0: and highly recommend you become a Patreon because it is official. Dan has agreed to do Slater Cast with me. <sighs> And we will be putting that behind an extremely high paywall. Production (laughs) through the roof.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, once I've finished with that nonsense, I'm going to go listen to a more different podcast and clear my mind of this madness. Please tell me of another podcast I can listen to with a soothing, soothing Alex voice in it.
0: Okay, well, it's not soothing at all. But if you want to hear a very stressful Alex voice, you can listen to From Cadmus to Crisis. This is a Superboy podcast that is a podcast that I am on with David and Drew, who have been on Animorphs Anonymous. They did our Megamorphs 2 in the Time of the Dinosaurs and our Alternamorphs episode, the second one. Um... They are hella fun, but let's not talk about them. Let's talk about how coming up, first of all, we have some very exciting shit coming up. It's Superboy and the Ravers, which is exactly what it sounds like. He fucking chills with some goddamn Ravers. Okay. Then there's a fucking King Shark mini run <gasps> coming up. King Shark! And I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you this because this is like behind the scenes production, but we're fucking doing it,
1: guys. I'm
0: very excited.
1: King Shark, King Shark, he's a shark man. He's a shark man. He
0: wears studded bracelets. I'm so excited, and I hope that with all of the excitement surrounding the Harley Quinn TV show, you will come to Superboy (laughs) now.
1: I don't have any context for what happened with that fucking show.
0: Okay, well that's those are two different things. I wasn't talking about the Batman eating. That's all I've been
1: hearing. (laughs)
0: that's fair king shark is on that show (laughs) it's not the catwoman controversy it's he is king shark is on that show it doesn't fucking matter anyways is is that the one where he was
1: dating that guy yeah okay okay that's the same show all right cool yeah yeah because i talked about that on animals anonymous you did way too long of a time at one point (laughs) not long enough (laughs) Anyway. Not
0: long. Enough. I'm just so upset that by the time this episode goes up, the the Batman eating up Catwoman controversy <laughs> will have died and th- they will be like this happened fucking weeks ago. I know, but still. Oh
1: my god.
0: It's important. Oh my god. And then did you Did you see that the Storm and Nightcrawler comic that Nate posted in the X-Men channel? It's an X-rated thing in the X-Men channel. Oh no. Listen, that's why I go Marvel. Because there's always been consensual good fucking in Marvel. And that's just the way it is. Yay! (laughs) Yay! I feel like on that note, it's time to end this. Let's leave. (laughs) I've said something terrible. Let's go. Bye! 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 Hey guys, it's Alex breaking in at the end of the episode here. I know we've already said our goodbyes, and I don't mean to mess us up, but I am reaching out because I have a favor to ask of you guys. I am going to be playing in an Animorphs Dungeons & Dragons homebrew game, and I'm very excited about that. The amazing Austin has come up with the world and the homebrew and has done an insane amount of work on it, And I get to play in that world as a brand new Animorphs character. We're not picking, like, the kids that already exist. We're building our own characters. And I am extremely excited about it. So it would mean a ton to me if you guys would uh, watch that or listen to it. So um, it is going to be streaming on Twitch. And so our first episode is going to be July 25th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Whatever time zone you are, figure that out from here. <laughs> um, but it's also going to end up being a podcast. So it would mean a ton to me if you guys would like support that, listen to it. It's going to be called Dungeons and Drakenbeams. Beams. And so we have a Twitter, Pod, And uh, the Twitch stream is twitch.tv slash CZDrop, which is S-E-E-Z-Y-D-R-O-P. So if you guys would come hang out and uh, listen to it, watch it, whatever, that would mean a ton to me. And I think it's going to be really fun. I really do. I'm extremely excited about it. So I won't spoil anything, but go ahead and check out this intro that I'm going to put behind here. It gets me so hype. Thank you, guys.
1: My name is Zach. Uh, My name is Reese.
0: My name is Savannah.
1: (sighs) My name is Graham. We can't tell you our last names. Um. Or where we live.
0: And if we do tell you anything, we're probably lying, because it's way too risky.
1: We can't be exposed. We have to be careful. really careful. Extremely careful. So we don't trust anyone. Uh, anyone. Anyone.
0: Not anyone. At all. Because if they find us... If
1: they find us? No. We're not going to let them find us. We can't let them find us. What we can tell you is that we're all in really big trouble.
0: Yeah. Even you.
1: Me a little bit more. But you too.